You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. You know what time it is. <laughs> ba, 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 basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it. Yeah. As you know, we're back with some basketball talk here. Uh, it's Joel Embiid, big night for him, 70 points. Big night for basketball. Bigger night for Joel. 70 big points night. for Joel. What cat have? 62, 61? Six, yeah, 62, I think. So big night all around. Uh, big question for me right now is what's the scoring amount that has to be impressive to you in the NBA nowadays with scoring up and up like it is? What's the threshold? It's I mean, it's 50 and up for me, honestly. A 50 a 50 burgers is is nice. 40s, 40s pretty common. 50s getting 40s. even more common nowadays, though. While that's true, still like Sometimes teams don't even score 100 points in a game. If you score half your team's total, like damn near, I'm down with it. You give me a 50 burger consistently, fuck. What? What, 70, bro? 70? Joel Embiid on uh, Wimbledon Yama. And it was something outrageous in the third quarter, though. Well, how many did did he had? he had like 50-something in the third quarter. I'm not impressed. He did it on a rookie. There was no defense. Oh, I beg to differ, my young blood. Do it Do it on a good player like Jokic. I mean, that's... Even it's, even Jokic isn't stopping Embiid to... He, he put like 40 on him just a few weeks ago. He's not putting 70. True, but I mean, the Spurs are... At least they kept, kept it competitive. Do it against, do it against a good player. He did it on only one three-pointer made, though. Does that make you feel a little bit any more pressed about that? How many free throws? 21, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's still, like, what? Uh, 46 points? God. Inside. A lot of jumpers. A lot of jumpers. I didn't get to watch it. Is that what it was? Just I, saw, I saw highlights. It was a lot of jumpers, obviously a lot of stuff close to the basket, but 21 free throws as well really helps out a lot. Still impressive. Very impressive. Very impressive. That's the most uh, points scored by a 76er for the 76ers. Since Will Chamberlain. Beat his record, but since Will Chamberlain. Whoa. Will's like every single answer for any question of who scored the most at one point or not. Pretty much. Can you guys understand? There's only been a few other players, I think 12 or 13 players to score 50 points or 70 points or more. You guys know who all that was? Uh, well, obviously, Wilt. Kobe with his 81 point game. Uh, that was in the playoffs, though, wasn't it? No. No. Mm-hmm. It was actually the anniversary was the day that Joel did it yesterday. Oh. Damn. Um, why, why am I? Uh, Mello. Nope. Mello did. That's oh, his highest point. was his highest was 61, huh? Yeah. 
Devin. I'll give you. I'll give you one more person. Devin Booker. Yeah, old guy. Uh, played for the Lakers. Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. You got seventy. There's one, two, three, four other players that you guys are missing right now. Did LeBron get a seventy ball? Nope. James Harden. No. Dogs. Two two guys are still playing. Uh, one guy played in the nineties, and one guy played in the seventies. Uh, why can't I think of his name? Carl Malone. No. The Admiral. Okay. To give it away. Yep. Guy in the seventies was uh, another David. David Thompson. Never heard of him. He scored seventy. Clay did, didn't he? Clay did not score. Steph? No. Another point guard, though. Russ? No. No. What time is it? No. Dame. Dame Dame did score. Dame Dame did it. And uh, this player is actually on the Cavaliers, did it last year. Uh, Mitchell? Yep. The guy who doesn't know ball got that one. Guy doesn't know ball. Come on, Tybo. That's just I a didn't good know. Question. I didn't know that uh, Steph's highest was only sixty-two, only two points higher than Clay's highest, which is uh, wild. Not too wild, though. Whenever that's happened, the Warriors have usually been up a lot, not even keeping their players in in the fourth quarter. So can't go for more. Shame. Well, I I was just checking the standings real quick. the The Sixers are in the third seed right now, um, and looking right above them. You mentioned before the show that this team's coach got fired. They're 30 and 13, and they're the two seed right now in the East. The Bucks fired their head coach. Yeah, I Bucks did see that. What's up with that? Head coach Adrian Griffins, Griffiths. I don't know how if I'm saying that right or not. Uh, apparently, the players just did not get along with him at all. It kind of started all at the beginning of the year, whenever they had Terry Stotts as the assistant coach, and they let him go right before the season started. First year head coach. They didn't like things he could do it on his own. Well, Jason Kidd situation, huh? Not quite that. Not quite that. I think the players say, actually like Jason, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd had some success. He's isn't he still coaching? I want to say he is. I just don't know where he is. Uh, but no, he got fired. Uh, apparently, Giannis did not get along with this guy at all, and Giannis runs the front office in Milwaukee. So they're actually looking for a new coach. They have an interim yeah, coach right now in house. Dallas. And guess what? They're looking at Doc Rivers. So that means that the Milwaukee Bucks will get bounced from the playoffs early if they have Doc Rivers as their coach. Doc's won a chip before. One. One. He got lucky. <laughs> Gonna be very hard for Doc not to rip, win a championship with Paul Pierce, KG, and Ray Allen, yeah. and a and a budding Ray John Rondo triple double machine. That finals was Rondo. really fun to watch. Now that I, I mean, you you think about it, it's almost like a childhood memory now. Like almost like a childhood memory. No, it was a childhood memory. It's middle school, teenage memory. Yeah. Childhood to me is like K through five. What that? <laughs> well, okay. He grows up quick, man. 
Ella. I count middle school as childhood, but considering all I watched was WWE in elementary school, I grew up real quick. <laughs> Cut that off. No. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, so I didn't know it was the anniversary of, of Kobe's game. Um, but Carl Anthony Towns obviously put in a little bit, uh, extra effort cause he had career high, uh, with his 60, some 60 something, uh, and they are atop the West right now. Everything is going right for the Timberwolves. Um, and except today. for that game. Well, I, they lost? I didn't know that. They lost. They gave up a 20-point lead to the Hornets. Ouch. They're supposed to be one of the top defensive-rated teams in the NBA, and they let that happen. I mean, that it's the NBA. Shit like that does happen a lot. They even kept trying to feed the hot hand in uh, Carl, and he just kept on missing the ball in the fourth quarter. He just couldn't hit shit. Well, that's embarrassing. Maybe maybe this is the year that a Twin Towers uh, strategy works out in the playoffs. Hey, yo, Sean McDermott, calm down. <laughs> no, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, like two two big centers. Rudy Gobert has never worked in the playoffs. You put you put him. Uh, in front of Anthony Edwards, I think uh, that team does just fine. Number one seed for a reason right now. Got a got a veteran Mike Conley on the squad. If healthy. He's been healthy. That's why they lost last night is they didn't have Mike Conley. Well, he was on rest. He wasn't hurt. Didn't they, didn't they like ban this? Why they lost, but. Rest? What are the, what are the, NBA came out beginning of the season with with this whole rest thing and i'm still seeing players out due to rest what is the nba what what happened with this new rule that they put in place it's not it's not a a star it's mike conley okay so (laughs) it only applies to stars i think that he was also probably playing at home that game as well i think it alters a little bit if they're at home or away And they made a stick some of his game check right away, too. Who knows? They just don't make it public every single time anymore because it's happening way too much. I mean, he's on, my, he's on my fantasy team. That's why I know. And I, I think maybe – I don't know. Maybe there has to be some sort of, like, injury documentation. But, um, yeah, it did say because of rest on, on the fantasy app. But – Timberwolves sit atop the West. Um, I regular season wise, I think they're built to stay near the top. Um, whether or not they do anything in the playoffs, um, I don't think any of them are truly battle tested. And Cat gets hurt, so all I mean, Rudy Gobert and Cat have injury history. So if they can stay healthy, we'll see. Just let Anthony Edwards take over. He needs to be on more primetime television. He's gotta be he's gotta he's gotta pull out uh just like the killer mamba mentality in the playoffs. Cause if not, I don't think they'll I don't think they'll get past the second round. It'd be a fun matchup, whoever they play with. Uh it's gonna be a great playoffs coming up here soon. Just have to see what happens. I do think I hope um 
it doesn't fall into the blowout like type playoffs where every other game like one team is just getting shit on um because that shit stuff that's boring but i hope i have hope that this year the the playoffs are going to be pretty competitive you guys done with basketball yet Take it away, Ty Bob. Take it away. Give me your give me your uh, way too way too early pick. Just Ty Bob. Wait, way, way too early pick on uh, NBA finals. Uh, uh, all right, let me take a look at the standings here. <laughs> You're looking at the team's names. Well, I, I mean, I just don't pay attention to, to who is where. You know, um, I did not know Boston was the number one seed. I mean, I had no idea around the top in the, in both conferences, you know, you know, who's up there. We've been talking about it the whole fucking episode besides Boston. Uh, well, the one team you haven't talked about that uh, is going to be my pick for the Western conference, Oklahoma city. Fuck you. Who doesn't think they're going to get there. You think SGA and Chet Holm- yep. Chet Holmgren's making first? it to the finals. Okay. I guess. And, too. uh, they're going to play. Let's see. Boston chokes. Can't ever make it. They uh, just 70, 76ers. <laughs> 76ers. Uh, they always choke as well. Cleveland doesn't have LeBron. Uh, Miami's not very good. We'll give it to Milwaukee. Milwaukee, the team about to hire Doc Rivers. Yep. Oh my goodness! This and guy really does not know ball. And the team that had a historic crumbling in the first round against an eight seed. Don't worry about it. Okay, that's not good. That's not good at all. Like, Don't worry about I, it. I like it because it just sh- it just shows it shows. Ty Bob doesn't know ball. <laughs> but, uh, this we'll is re- we will revisit this come finals time. We will. We will. But stretch. for the time being, this Sean, is an Sean NFL podcast until these two take over once the NFL season let's, ends and I leave them to their own Sean devices. Let Sean take over the show. Oh, yeah. No, Sean's. I will not be a part of this. No basketball for me. Sean's, it's Sean's show. <laughs> It'll be the it'll be the it'll be the bone show. Sean has nothing in the bag. John freezes (laughs) when the spotlight is put on. Y'all were talking too much. I got zoned out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Saturday's games, at least the early game, did disappoint a little bit uh, into the second half. Our first game was the Texans versus the Ravens. Let me tell you, ten ten at halftime. I thought, wow, the Texans really are putting up a fight. Lamar looks lost, doesn't know what he's doing. Not as Texans, he looked lost, man. He he was not out there being able to in the first half. He did not look like the MVP. He had to shake out the rust. Talking, about. he had to shake out the rust. He hasn't played for two weeks. <laughs> that deep, that four weeks, man. Come on, I, I don't care. Houston's defense was able to get in there in his grill, played tough. Neither offense could move the ball whatsoever. Uh, and then in the second half, enough. I mean, it, it was 10, 10 and a half. I don't know what you mean. It wasn't tough enough. 10, 10, 10, 10. 
Go ahead, Tybo. I mean, they obviously let Lamar turn it on in the second half. Like I, that's, no. I, I said, I was prefacing that with the first half, Tybo. But Lamar didn't look lost like this year. You're over dramatizing, dramatizing. <laughs> Excuse me. You're making a big deal out of it, man. <laughs> you're dramasticationing. If if you're kick if you're pitching, all right. Do what? <laughs> Move on. <laughs> I mean, Lamar didn't look that great the whole entire game, anyways. Like he had some his moments, but he only had 169 yards passing, which you would think he have a little bit more, and he only had 38 yards rushing. Yeah, not Two other a, TDs. Oh, not TDs. a not a passing. Not a great passer. Not a not a passing quarter. Not a great passing quarterback. We've been saying this. We're not afraid of the passing threat. They just don't have enough weapons, man. Well, Mark Andrews. I'm not going to get into the preview yet, but I. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. The Ravens had plenty in the bag to destroy the Texans. And they did with the final score. Weapons overall. Mostly they did not dominate the full game. And, And that's exactly right. You look at that defense and the defense for the Ravens is pretty scary. They've got. Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen in their main linebacking core. That is scary because those guys know how to read an offense almost as good as any other defensive player. Those guys strong. They fly to the ball and they can call it out and their communication is really, really good. Um, Overall, the Ravens defense is pretty scary and they don't mess up on special teams either. So even when Lamar can't pass the ball, which is pretty much every game, every other facet of the game is is they play near a perfect game every single time they step foot out on the field this season. If you want to call it that, we can can call it that, but I'm not going to call it that. Uh, Yeah, they played a great game against the Texans. Texans look like a young team in the playoffs. Ravens defense, they're known for coming up big in the playoffs against young teams. This is what they do. It's what they did. And the Chiefs are not a young team, so they better be ready to go. Yeah, I mean, if we look over on the the Ravens have done a really good job of like evolving their defense because they they they've kind of had a lull. I would say like a few years ago, um, but like they are far and beyond away from the team you think of uh, like Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, like that defense, you know, like they've completely restructured and retooled and like come out with this fantastic defense. Um, So like kudos to that franchise for being able to make those moves and acquire those pieces. Um, and I think they're, they're, they're fast and physical. Um, but I don't think, uh, if you can, uh, like it, like what Pat does, <laughs> if you, uh, get them further into their coverage schemes, like, I think like there's weaknesses there. Like you don't take sacks, find, find a way to extend plays. Like there's holes in the that Ravens defense. I, I would agree. I would agree. 
looking at uh, Houston's side, they, you're right. They did look very much like a very young rookie filled team offense and defensive side of the ball. Uh, even though their offensive line is full of a bunch of veterans, they've got Laramie Tunsil. Those guys look like they had no experience in the playoffs. They were getting blitzed like no other and couldn't hold it up. They couldn't call it out. I think CJ struggled with calling protections uh, as well as the offensive coordinator. I don't think he put together a very good game plan, especially making adjustments going into the second half uh, because they couldn't run the ball all game. Uh, You know, only 14 total carries take the, take the three out from CJ Stroud, which were all scrambles and only nine carries by Devin Singletary for 22 yards. The offensive line couldn't get a push. They couldn't pick up a blitz. I I don't feel like CJ Stroud was was calling protection very well, and nobody on the offensive side stood up um, to really make a play. Even Nico Collins, you know, uh, 50 percent on his targets, sixty eight yards, but couldn't get anything going. And when you look at the defensive side, when uh, you've got to rely on Steven Nelson to be your number one cornerback, that's not going to ever take you far. Shout out, Steven. Yeah, I honestly didn't know was, Steven uh, was way too worried about all his job interviews this week. True. He had a lot of those. He has a few more set up this week. So well, his mind was in, other think places. In, in his position, the where they're at this season, congratulations. Like, it's a win, no matter what. They, Massive win. You look on paper at the offensive line from the beginning of the season, like like the depth chart before the season even started. They're so far away from that. They're just overall not 100% healthy on the offensive line. And and a a more experienced quarterback um, that knows how to call some shit out or a a more experienced center or some veteran presence along there that just boosts them wasn't wasn't enough to win this game. The Ravens' defense was too much to overcome. And uh, I think some realists out there might have has seen this coming. Joe Flacco would have beaten the Ravens. Would he have? He's a Raven killer, man. I think some retooling. The Ravens are extremely formidable, uh, but uh, I'm I'm a little giddy about this game, guys. I, I think some restructuring by Houston will really help. Obviously, cleaning up the the defensive backs. They've got a good, good some good players in there like Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, but Steven Nelson can't be your cornerback one, cornerback two. That's Petrie. just not. Pete Petrie's another good one. Uh, you got Desmond King. Uh, they, they've got some good guys. It just Steven Nelson can't be a guy who's getting a lot of snaps on your def, on, in the in the defensive backfield because uh, that's never going to go well. Um, I think. Offensively, they still do need some weapons. Yes, Nico Collins is good. He's proven himself that he can be a number one receiver, um, but they can't rely solely on Nico Collins. Your other guy is is, is Dalton Schultz, and that's fine to have a nice tight end weapon who's going to be over the middle. But I think if they had had a guy like Tank Dell, who I've been calling for all season, uh, if they have them and him in this game, I think it opens it up a little bit more. I still Houston probably doesn't make it through. I don't CJ. think any of us thought he was making it, but I think that opens up the game a little bit more. Yeah, CJ Houston's got to go all in this offseason. Uh, CJ still on that rookie contract. You got to go for it. You know your windows right now with these guys. CJ uh, liked Noah Brown, and if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think they had Noah Brown. In that no, game. he was he was out. He was injured as well. So that's another big right. piece missing too. Um, so, uh, 
The health in their receiving core is big. Maybe they need to add, add another weapon. Maybe not. Um, Dalton Schultz is a decent tight end, but uh, I mean, also don't offensive run. line is a huge is is their biggest need on offense for me. Like I mean, don't use a hundred and sixty pound guy blocking for an inside zone run. That that might also help. Right. Uh, I also wanted to point out uh, John Mechie was a name that I heard a lot coming out of the draft. Um, didn't see a lot out of him this season at all. So this was Mechie's second year, Tybo, his first year. Uh, last year he didn't play due to the well, cancer diagnosis. Yeah. Um, this, yes, I. but I also heard the same. And him being, uh, from what I remember, pretty I close friends. Coming out of coming out of college. Yeah. Um, I, I think he was pretty close friends with CJ Stroud. I thought the link up would be there, but we don't know anything that goes along inside. I mean, who, could he be a guy who breaks out next year? Hopefully I'd like to see John Mechie. Um, well, I, to be, sure be a big player, but this year, but I, he got, he got some, it was, it was very small. It was in a very limited capacity, um, which I, I would say probably points back to, to recovering fr- from cancer. I know that is probably a big piece. So hopefully he's ready to go next year. Cause I, I would love to see John Mechie out there. In the evening game for Saturday, we had Jordan Love and the Packers who went all the way to Levi Stadium to take on the San Francisco 49ers uh, who played. We we thought this game would be a blowout, and it certainly was not. Jordan Love and the Packers hung around, showed that they were a little bit more formidable than anybody previously thought Brock Purdy can't play in the rain did did the game ever really feel out of hand for the Niners this is this is to me seems like a classic Chiefs win that like you you stay you know within a comfortable lead or like a like a striking distance to to win to win the game like it never it never seemed out of hand don't get me wrong but it did seem like a Barely, you know, go down 21 to seven going into the fourth quarter. It might only be one score, but 49ers hadn't really done Hold anything up, up into the, the fourth there. quarter. Let's do the math. Did you just say 21, 21, sorry, 21, 14. Okay. Going into the fourth. Um, seemed, it never seemed out of hand, although it never seemed like the 49ers were in control like we typically see them do. No, and I'm going to put all the blame on Brock, Pur- Brock Purdy and the rain. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, man. He did not look good. He had a glove on to start the game, took it off early on, switched it back and forth all the time. <laughs> uh, you got to be decisive, man. When the, when the other team sees you fucking switching shit up. They dude, know you're scared. You're, you're, you're done. You're done. That's The rain knew they that the rain won there. Decided <laughs> to rain harder to make it harder for you, Brock Purdy. Yeah. It's and it's not even just the inexperience of Brock Purdy. Like he just, like uh, with a lot of other quarterbacks, I judge in this league, he doesn't have X amount of intangibles that like you need in the playoffs. So I don't. And he's built around a system. Let's let's not get that wrong. He is built around a system, well, and part of that system sure. left early in the game due to injury. Debo did leave early. I don't know if we've got any further updates on on his injury 50, status, 50. but 
but you got plenty of other receivers. A player of Debo's caliber also changes a lot of the play calling that goes along in that system. Not saying that it Brock Purdy didn't play well. The Niners can't the, do anything without Debo. I don't think they can. I don't they think they can. I I it, it's going to be very difficult for them to do so if Debo is not playing in a full capacity in this upcoming NFC Championship. But that's also why someone, they struggled in this game. If you get someone who can occasionally beat Trent Williams on the outside, uh, I think your defense will be successful against the Niners. It's a tough task, man. <laughs> that is a tough, tough task. task. One of the best left tackles in the history of the NFL. Uh, one of the scariest men in the NFL. I don't know. I don't. I don't think the Niners ever felt nervous. Um, I. I think they had to feel so, nervous though at some point, right? They were what Owen, whatever, going in, trailing, going into the fourth. Owen forty something. But as you saw, you stick with the Christian McCaffrey run game. Good things are going to happen. Get the ball out of Brock Purdy's hands. Great things happen. Great things happen. They have hell. They have great play. I I want to ask you this though, because uh, they do have playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. They also have a good linebacking duo as well as the Ravens. So I want to ask you guys, which linebacking pair would you rather have right now? Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith? No, I take Green. I take Greenlaw Warner and, and Warner. Drake, Green, Green. There's, there's no question Warner, in the world. If Drake, anybody Greenlaw, doesn't take Fred Warner and Greenlaw, like you don't know ball. Those are two of the best like, in the game. I like Roquan, dude. Come on. I, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're not. Roquan's good. a tackle merchant, man. You heard me talk about him, but there is nobody who can read the game and be as decisive as Fred Warner alone beats out Roquan and Patrick Queen combined. <laughs> and add in Dre Greenlaw. No. Oh boy. And then you add in Greenlaw. Like Ooh, no, boy. that linebacking core does not get beat. You're, Fred, you're, you're diminishing Roquan. What, what Roquan was the? If you look at the moment Roquan joined the Ravens defense and the numbers and the whole fucking shift change for them, Roquan Smith, you can't. You he's can't that dude. That Fred Warner. He's, beats out both Patrick Queen and he definitely beats I, out Patrick Roquan Queen. That's, I don't think you. I don't think you're able to look at blasphemous. What Fred like Warner is, is able to do. Between I watched the game. I watched the game. Between his yes, decision I making, I watched the game, and making that decision faster than anyone, and the ability to cover the way he does as a linebacker over slots He's and tight and tight ends <laughs> over all these the slots, man. Like he can keep up with some of those speedy guys out there. Like no, I'm not taking some of them. Anyone? Some of them. Fred Warner is the best There's linebacker. Lots of linebackers that can keep up with some of them. He he is the best linebacker. There's lots in the of game. linebackers that keep up with some of them. You're telling me you're taking the Ravens linebacking core over the Niners? He didn't I'm, say that. At least, at <laughs> least there's an argument. I love, I love me some not even, Smith. And when I, Patrick they're, Queen's they're great. when Patrick Queen's on his shit, I I mean, I was hoping we were bringing Patrick Queen into Kansas City. I, I liked him a lot coming out of college. Fred Warner is a is a different beast and the same animal. Whatever. 
I know uh, Joey Bosa was having a fun day out there. At least he was trying to. I don't think he did uh, very much out there. Nick. Nick Bosa, who cares? That's a fine. The Bosa That's brother. A That's a fine. Let's yeah, let's talk about on the fine. Let's go. Let's talk about Green Bay for a little bit here because they do oh, have man. some some I, great I, I weapons. See, I was I was asking you guys a question. I was hoping that it would transfer into my segment. But go no, on. No, not yet, because we're talking about the Green Bay Blackers. And Jordan Love. They they are losers, but Jordan Love, while I still don't think he's that I I, I he still missed, agree. He missed, he missed throws. He missed a lot of throws. He missed a lot of easy throws. Um, he is a guy who has been very lucky to just throw shit up this season, and somehow his amazing receivers end up coming down with it. He didn't play that good. You can maybe chalk it up a little bit to the rain. I don't know, just as much as Brock Purdy. Uh, got, they got very lucky to stay in this game with Aaron Jones, who was very healthy coming into this game, 18 carries for 108 yards. But I just don't believe Jordan Love. You put even a fraction of a better quarterback on this Green Bay team against the Niners in this game, and I do believe Green Bay walks away the winner here. You can say that, uh, but Jordan Love is getting ready to be, oh, yeah. You put Russell Wilson on that team. That's a, that's a Super Bowl caliber team. I'll say this. You put Jake Browning on this team over Jordan Love, oh, and oh, I think oh, they oh, beat the 49ers wow. in this game no to make way. it to the NFC Championship game. Jake Browning. What is up with this dude, man? No way. A backup who barely even made it. I'm 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 a Jordan Love hater, but I'm not going to give One of the best 32 quarterbacks in the world. He just happens to be sitting behind a top 5 quarterback in the world. Oh hell no. Jordan Love is like Jordan Love is about to be the high one of the highest paid quarterbacks. Nobody said that was a smart decision because he's, he's getting paid. Be- Jordan, Love, Jordan Love's like Dak Prescott's one of the highest paid quarterbacks. That wasn't a good decision, clearly. That's Jerry's fault, man. So it's about to be the Green Bay Packers shareholders' fault that Jordan Love gets this deal that he's about to get. They have like an annual meeting and say, "Hey, let's get Jordan Love." They really should. They really should. Those those shareholders need to have a little bit more say than whatever the GM who is at uh, Gunther Kuntz need, need to have a little bit more say in Gunther Kuntz. What do you What are you saying? The GM for the uh, Green Bay Packers. Who the coons? I'm going to need a spelling. I don't. I don't think you can say that, man. (laughs) Brian Gutekunst. G-U-T-E-A-U-N-S-T. I can't focus on that. Wait, how did you spell that? Did you say A-U-N-S-T? No, no, no. Hang on. Sorry. Let me. G-U-T. E K U N S T. Donkey. <laughs> DK. Donkey Kong is here. It's good. Well, he's finally back. Is he back? The way you say that, man, it just does not sound right. I forget all the all the DK rap. Why are you making fun of somebody's last name, dude? I'm not making fun of somebody's last name. I'm making fun you of your are, pronunciation. Yeah. We're making fun of you. Uh, that should be a fine for both of you. All right. 
Mark it down. At least it's a fine for Sean, too. Let's go. Is uh is this segment back like DK Tybo? Yes. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Dusty. Dusty and musty. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time we bring back Tybo's thoughts. It's Tybo. T H O T thoughts. Tybo lights up his joint here, and we get ready to ask him. Sound like a fucking narc, dude. (laughs) What do you you want to call it? Narc (laughs) alert. We got an arc. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't the fact that you said lights up. It was just the way you said it. It was your cadence and everything. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We're going to be well, as time as joint here. <laughs> All right. You take it away. All right. Here we go with Tybo's thoughts. Uh, question number one, Tybo. You've been rapping a little bit today. I like your raps. Uh, if you could join a rap group, what rap group would that be? Join a rap group. You got to give me a name, too, for yourself. <laughs> I would I would just keep Tybo. There's nothing wrong with Tybo. What group Tybo is looks like in? he's funky bunch. Um... Honestly, dude, fuck it. If I could join a if I could join a rap group, I would join uh strange music, dude. I would with Tech Nine and Chris Calico and other dudes. <laughs> I don't know anybody else on strange music. <laughs> All those are other guys that are signed to that label. <laughs> what would you name your first album? Uh mm. That's a thought-provoking question. <laughs> Strange Music Productions brings you Tybo no. for the very first time. Incredible, incredible intelligence uttered the words of Tybo. <laughs> Presented by Strange Music, baby. Strange. Strange! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Incredible I like that. intelligence uttered the word of Tybo. Tybo, where do you think a hamster is trying to go when it's running on that wheel? Jesus Christ, guys. It's exercising. What? It's it's you think a hamster thinks of exercise? What the, what's like, that little thing chasing after? It's it's like a it's like a, when a dog just builds up energy and needs to do something like needs to chew, needs to run around, needs to needs to like hunt something, you know? It's like why dogs play with toys. Hamsters build up energy and running gets it out. Okay, if you're a hamster Running on that wheel, where would you envision you were running at or running to? I don't know that much about hamsters. So, like, I don't like, I mean, I'm sure it has something to do with 
food and babes. Like, if there's there's like an endless supply of your favorite food, like guinea, like hamsters probably have a favorite favorite fucking food. Like, I don't know, endless supply of that, and and just like babes to mate. Like, yeah, there's hamster orgies. All right. Uh, what's the hardest you've ever laughed? Oh God. Um, I can't think of that right now. That's fucking. I've got to think of so many memories to figure out which time I laughed the hardest. That was the maybe question. That, yeah. Maybe that needs to be a top five. If there's so many. Could, this guy has ideas over here. I could, yeah, I could make mark that. mark that one down. Yeah. Mark that one down. <laughs> That's yeah, one. We'll, we'll be we'll, we'll be back. Question. We'll be back yeah. with a different segment for that one. Yeah. All right, then we're gonna move to a different question of mine over here. Uh which parallel universe version of yourself would you want to meet and why? Parallel universe version of me that didn't get so angry so quickly. Mellow Tybo. Yeah. A more mellow Tybo. I don't know if I'd like that Tybo. Like I'm I'm mellow a lot, but then I have I have my anger issues. So you know, the, the parallel universe version of me that doesn't have that shit. Just lets everything roll off their back. No. Yeah. That's not a Tybo I want to be around. Why not? Why? Oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> You just be expecting an outburst and you just look over and nope. <laughs> nah, guys, I'm good. <laughs> Sometimes the angry outbursts are just hilarious. They're too funny. But I mean, if we're being real, like <clears throat> if there's a parallel universe Tybo version uh, that has uh, the flashes extreme, if there's a flash, if there's a Tybo flash out there, I want to be that one. What would you do with the with with Tybo Flash's powers? Run everywhere. <laughs> you could just do that now. No, not as fast. No, you can't. I can't would you... do. I can't do the things that I would do if I was Tybo Flash. So, would you be Flash Tybo or Tybo Flash? Tybo Flash. What was that? Oh, that was just Tybo Flash. No, <laughs> you said as you run by in people's ears as I run by. The... What? Did you guys hear that? <laughs> well, we'll stay kind of on theme right there, Tybo. If you could clone yourself, would you? Why or why not? Are we talking about endlessly? Or are we talking about just one? However. I mean, yeah. For the sake of the question, thought. one. One. You can only do one at a time. <laughs> I would do just the right, maybe two, uh, just the right amount to not get, like, caught by taxes or whatever. Because I'd have, like, I'd have, like, a couple jobs, you know. I'd make the I would make the clones work, <laughs> and I would. I, I, 
That's, that's basically what I'd make the clones take like jobs. They work. They both work two jobs. You don't work at all. And I don't work at all. I'm just reaping all the benefit of that. Hell yeah. You wouldn't clone yourself if that was. You'd still have to feed and clothe and house them. Right. So it's still going to cost. That's. <laughs> oh. Chappy going crazy. <laughs> I don't know how that would work out for you, man. I think I think very quickly I would build up the capital to um at least build my own like complex to house my clones. <laughs> <I'd>... Jesus man. <laughs> that I would make them build. Why else would you you make clones if they couldn't just, like, do shit for you? That's a great question. Organ donors? Is that the... the, Okay. All right. Live forever. They work work for me all all their life. (laughs) When I need their organs, they just... God damn I think, oh, wow. I think that's a movie or a TV show. I think we've been down that road much like Jurassic Park. Not a good idea. Jurassic. One of them rebels at some point. Jurassic Pack. All right. Uh, you have the opportunity to rename all the shapes. What would you name them to explain what they are to other people? Ooh. Would there be any resemblance between how you name them or? Uh, Okay. Uh, It would be it would be tough to change triangle. But. I mean, I don't. I don't I mean we're getting into linguistics here now. That's what I'm that's what I'm thinking. And why why uh syllables and uh the way people talk in different parts of the world are 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 different. Um but like shapes shapes are kind of based on math. Um so like Coming up for like a different word for circle or square might be kind of easy, but like triangle, like they, you created a word to say three angles and there you have a shape with three angles, you know, like that kind of. Why is it a square or four angle? Yeah, well. Quadrangle. I mean, they're kind of, I mean, there is a word out there that's like, it's quadrilateral. Yeah, but that's but not then, what they're fucking called. They're then, called squares. Then I'll, then we'll leave it as a quadrilateral. I don't know. Square. You're a square. You're being a real square right now, Tybo. Um, Just give us a name for a square. 
What would you call a squirrel? Square. Blanket. (laughs) (laughs) What about a circle? Dot. Rhombus. Lincoln log. Shut up, dude. This is (laughs) stupid. This is the... (laughs) That was the dumbest question. And I think the joint burnt out now. I was already super high. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. Uh, if you I, have any I've questions. I've some new edibles and they, they taste terrible, but I'm I'm stoned. <laughs> if you have any questions you want Tybo to answer, drop them down below in the comments or hit us up on Help Twitter. Help these guys out because like... Bob I, and Bo Show. I don't know what sources they're 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 using to try and... Listen, we have good questions. You're just a square and you don't want to answer them. Okay. All right. He's just a blanket. Come on, man. Is that is that really a thought provoking question? Calm down, Lincoln Log. Leaderboard Larry. <laughs> Go Chiefs. We're Chiefs not at that gonna, game yet. You're going to win a ring. I don't give a shit about the goddamn color theory. I don't give a shit if you think the NFL scripted. I don't think if you think or I don't care if you think uh, if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift gets on the TV a lot at the Super Bowl, then you think the NFL is scripted. Fuck you. Fuck the Chiefs haters. Uh, we're the dynasty. We're getting another ring. Another one. Wrong game, Tybo. First game that we're talking about, return from your segment, Bucks Lions. Go ahead, get your hate out for Baker while we're here. Luck Lions. We knew how this game was going to go. We knew Bucks were going to lose. Uh, my favorite part personally was CJ Gardner Johnson picking off Baker and tossing him in the, the ball on the sideline. I bet it was hilarious to see. Um, love the energy from him. He's still wearing those ski masks. Love that. Just toss that ball right over to Baker. Shut him up. But the <laughs> the most surprising thing for me was honestly, do you think the Buccaneers should have called a timeout there at the very end? I was just about to ask that question. I think that was horrible coaching from Todd Bowles. Uh, yeah, you call it. You call the timeout. Nine nine points. You don't have. You only have the one timeout remaining. They were only down by eight at that point. I thought I thought it was nine. They had they were the game ended 31-23. So that's eight. So whoopsies. All you have to do is call the timeout. They were lined up. They could have kicked a 48-yard field goal, but as we saw in the Chiefs Bills game, completely missable, even if it is in a dome. I don't care. If he misses that. There is your opportunity. If he makes it, hey, game over. But you at least tried. You gave it a chance. You didn't give it a chance. You didn't call the timeout. And you're ended up here. And to be quite honest, I don't know if if I'm the if I'm the Tampa Bay Bucks owner, I don't know if I bring Todd Bowles back. Yeah, you made the playoffs, but that is a bad mistake. That is a bad mistake. You didn't even give yourselves an opportunity for a last minute drive. Do you think Todd Bowles was thinking, damn, we have Baker, we can't do it? I mean, 
350 yards, three touchdowns. If that's what he's thinking, that that's probably not, not who you want as your head coach as well. Um, looking at, yeah, Baker had two picks, didn't play, didn't play the greatest game. We've didn't, didn't play a good game. Uh, that offensive line was absolutely horrible guys in his face all night. The Detroit Lions defensive line was having themselves a heyday. Aiden Hutchinson was eating every single opportunity that he could take. Baker had guys in his face all day. We had another week of drop after drop after drop from guys like Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and just Bucks. Nobody on the Bucks team was there to play, and Todd Bowles wasn't there to be a coach. And he's proven in this league that he can't be a head coach. See, it could be some of that, but it's also more of the Lions came to play. The Lions were hungrier. They wanted it more. They wanted to bite the kneecaps off. I don't disagree. HCTC. They, they came to play. That's why Rashad White, one of the best running backs in the league this year, only had nine carries. Like, yeah, the coaching wasn't good. There were, there were two better running backs on the opposing team. Rashad White, oh, Rashad White was was – a benefit of just pure volume. Like they just gave him the ball all the time. He's not that good. I think that's an overstatement. He's not that good. He's not that good. Apparently. I guess. Uh, Why isn't he that good? Just because of volume. That's it. He's just, I mean, so, so Derrick Henry, not good, just benefit the volume. No. Have you seen have you seen Rashad White stiff arm anybody the way Derrick Henry stiff arms people? Don't need to. You know who's stiff arms. Have you seen have you seen you know stiff arms hard? Like Derek Henry Don't need to volume. You know who doesn't have much volume and stiff arms like crazy? Jameer Gibbs. Had that speed run on the outside. That's what I'm saying. There's two better running through. backs on the opposing team. I would take Dave Montgomery or Jameer Gibbs, especially Jameer Gibbs over Rashad White. He's being used like B. John Robinson. Are you like just like a secondary Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan? Like, what? oh, I I would take Jameer Gibbs. I'm just I I don't think you're giving Rashad White enough credit just by saying he's a vol. He's only good because of volume. I think that I think my that's opinion, a that's I opinion. think that's a super lazy opinion and super lazy take. I'm. Is what do you expect? <laughs> what do you expect? Here. Uh, the Bucks are in trouble this offseason. Uh, Detroit, obviously, much better team. Uh, their fans uh, are mainly most of them are pieces Anybody's of shit. Congratulations. Have good stats if you have 42% of the a team's touches. All of Derrick Henry. Detroit's fan base, majorly That's- giant pieces of shit. Uh, Whoa, where's this coming from? Oh, just our comment sections and Twitter and watching them at at their uh, <laughs> at, at their stadium. Pat Statsford. Pat Statsford. <laughs> that shit is hilarious. That was so good. Uh, that that was the trolls from Detroit. Very funny. Uh, also, there's a lot of non trolls who don't know ball, much like me in basketball. Uh, but the Bucks are in a lot of trouble this off season. I think they've got uh, over. 13 players who will be hitting free agency, including Mike Evans this year, depending on franchise tags, of course. Um, 
a lot of trouble in for the Bucks. Do we see them returning a lot of players? Should a lot of these players be leaving? What do we what do we what do we think happens with Tampa Bay this offseason? Blow it all up. Start over. Who cares? It's Tampa Bay. Uh yeah, I don't really care. No matter what happens, it's probably gonna be like another rebuild like the Saints. Not if really you guys rebuild, want, but... if you want Todd Bowles gone, like one I mean, just like shake it up all over. Yeah, it doesn't excite me until Todd Bowles is fired. Get new get new everything. I mean, uh they, they didn't matter before Tom Brady. They won't matter after Tom Brady by by a year. So, you know. Back to the epitome of But do, do they keep Baker? That's the question you should be asking. Um, if I'm Tampa, it, it totally depends on if Who I'm bringing back Baker? weapons. Uh, they're they're obviously going to have Chris Godwin return. Um, if I'm Baker, I'd probably try and find a different team, uh, especially if Baker go? a lot of these guys don't return. Uh, but it depends on the contract. We need to we need to look in the record books for quarterbacks that have had the most coaches played under. Uh, Baker Baker has the most Baker's in this in the amount of time that he's been in the league. There's no other. There's no other player. He's had nine head coaches. Ryan Fitzpatrick in in Josh six McCown. years. In six years, I'm not. I'm just. I'm talking about overall. Like please. I'm. Well, you've got to put them inside. Like yes, they're going to have more head coaches because they were in the league for thirty freaking years. Like, what sense so, does yeah. that make? You've got to put it in the time frame that Baker's been in the league. Baker still has what a if, lot of head coaches. What if Baker's out of the? What if Baker's he's had the, the most year, head though? coaches in the first six years of his career? What if he's out of the league after this year? You got to count by total career then. And in then in six years that he was in the league, he still had the okay. most head coaches in the six year okay. span. Okay, let's come on, Sean. <laughs> this is this is too much of a tangent. This is a dumb tangent. I think the Lions are a fun team. Uh, if they if Fan they can put together a pass rush against the Niners, look out. Yeah, yeah I hope they get obliterated by the Niners. I hope they get. I hope it's not like even I like a game. the team forty nothing. I love the team. Love the team. Love them on Raw. Love Dan Campbell. Aiden we're Hutchinson's like, a cheater. Like had stats for and the Detroit fans are dirty, just dirty little mongrels. I hope it's cold up there. I mean, dirty, dirty fans are everywhere, though. I've I've said they're here, they're they're there, they're there, they're everywhere. They're in they're in <laughs> Oakland, they're in Philly, they're in New England, Boston. Well, there's no team in Oakland. But, you there's know, there's still I mean? fans in Oakland. There's still fans in Oakland. Rip. Golden State fans. Let's get to the game that mattered the most and was the most fun of the weekend. Chiefs, Bills. Who uh, remind me, Tybo? Who said that the There's Chiefs were going to be one and Buffalo done as well? <laughs> who said the Chiefs were going to be one and done in the playoffs this year on this show? Was it me? No, it wasn't. Was it, was it you? It wasn't. It wasn't me. That must have mean that it was Ty Bob. It was Ty Bob. I did pick us to win both the games that we played. Talking shit right. all year long, though. And I was right. You have no faith in our team. I, I mean, I did. I did choose. I did pick us to win. So I did have faith in the team. Week seven. 
through week yeah, 11. Like you a, weren't so sure about that. Yeah, I, I, not very many people were, nor did we have a right to be. Uh, I was. Tybo was. We always I said not very see. many. There was a few. You select few. We got like a top three defense in the league. We got a really good offensive line. We got a Travis Kelsey at tight end. And we have Patrick Mahomes. Do we have any news not. on that offensive line? Do we have any news on that offensive line? Joe Tooney walked off the field with a pec issue uh, uh, on Sunday. It was this feared. Is this is strain. This is strain. Do we know how bad that strain is? Did they put out any information? I'm, I, I'm confident in Algretti. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm confident in that. The center left guard backup. I'm. I'm confident in our ability to cope. It would suck. Don't get me wrong. But I think we can cope. I think we can cope. Allegretti would be fine for a game. I don't know if I like it in a game that he's going to be playing in. We'll we'll get to the review preview later this week, but um, Joe Tooney is going to be a massive miss should he be out. With that said, man, this this game was another classic. 27-24, a Shankopotamus field goal that ended it or won it for the Chiefs. Snowballs flying. Josh Allen still can't get it done. Uh, a lot of people want to compare Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes as the new Brady Manning, but Manning never lost this much. It's more uh, Brady uh, Rivers. Uh, yeah. Those two yeah. teams are incredibly close in stats. I saw a tweet earlier that their wins are about the same. You can uh, you can try to compare it to whatever it is, but like this is it's, it's truly something of its own. I like the rivalry between the Bills and the Chiefs. They have us in the regular season. Um, if they could ever sustain a healthy team and uh, put together the right game against us, which I guess – a lot of times they feel like they have put together the right game against us. Um, I don't know. Seeing think, the way I think this Sean season McDermott might be the guy that's got to go. Uh, he was on the hot seat. We'll have to see what, what they do. I think it's a possibility. He may be out. I think there's another guy that would be on the way out. If I'm the bills front office and I'm looking at it, the way this guy has taken focus away from the team has been a little bit of a drama queen, has gone silent for 75% of this season and showed up nowhere near the stadium during this game against the Kansas City Chiefs. If I'm the front office of the Bills, probably looking to get rid of Stephon Diggs. Aging, he's been nowhere since they played the Chiefs the first time this season. Bring him over. Pull a a was. He was completely silent in this game, dropped a 60-yard bomb. Wide open in the end zone, didn't even try to go for the pass. It's not like Josh Allen played great, don't get me wrong, but Stephon Diggs, like if I'm the front office of the Bills, probably looking to get that guy out for as much drama as he's called, for as little production as he's put up this year. That's cool Let's, with that, but you got that that's a hole then. You gotta replace it. You gotta you gotta build up a wide receiver core. Gabe Davis is not really gonna be a number one for you, dude. 
No, well, the Bills Dave also Davis have is a free agent as well. The Bills also have a lot of problems. Let's not let's not get it twisted. They are 60 million, if I remember looking at it correctly, they are 60 million, 40 to 60 million over the cap for 2024-2025. They have got a lot of contracts to cut. One of those, uh, they're gonna have to figure out how to get out from underneath Von Miller's contract. Uh, that guy got paid $2.58 million for every tackle this year because he did absolutely nothing um but being where they are in the cap space uh like i said i think it's i think it's 40 somewhere in 40 to 60 uh they've got some contracts to cut and josh allen's contract uh is worth more every single year from here on out he's no longer on that rookie deal next year he accounts for 47 million dollars sucks to be the bills man that window shut, shut closed tight quickly it, I mean, when it comes down to it, dude, you just you look at it for what it is. Josh Allen missed more throws than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes played slightly better, and, and Josh bo- Allen bo- had the had the capacity to win this game multiple times. He did not. Uh, who? I mean, if it was Sean McDermott's decision or someone got in his head and told him to do this, whoever called the fucking fake punt. Bad call. Needs to be gone. Bad call. Needs to be gone. And I'm so I'm angry that we didn't capitalize because that the game should have been completely out of hand for the Bills. It should not have came down to the field goal. Uh, but full Harden. So be it. Yeah, there's run there's the a lot of. Why don't we run the ball with Isaiah Pacheco in the goal and and like we get we, so we did cute. it once. What's happening? What what is up with Andy? Why can't we do it both of those times that we had given it to McCole Hartman? Why do we Why does Andy get in the red zone and do this? Sean, tell me, tell me. What what is Andy thinking? This happens this entire season. It hasn't been this issue beforehand. And I know we've got bad red zone conversion rates, but what what is Andy's issue this season? Andy just wants to get his guys involved. Uh he's a very loving coach. He's a player's coach first, and he knows the guys love him. He knows what they're capable of, but they're just not able to pull it through this year. He still believes they can do it this year, but they're just not pulling through for him. He doesn't want to stick with the obvious choices of running the ball. Technically, they, they, they did gonna, run the ball. If we're going to win a Super Bowl. With Pacheco. If we're going to win a Super Bowl, he freaking needs to. If we're going to win a Super Bowl, you know that he's going to put a few more gadget plays in there. Something else wild is going to happen. Uh it's just what happens with the Chiefs. They are going to have something that works for them with the gadget play with McCole Hardman. At some point, that's going to be a huge thing for them. Travis Kelsey is going to have seventeen hundred yards next year. Yeah, let's let's talk about Trav for a little bit because obviously a lot of people were calling him washed. Obviously, that's not Absolutely the case. Not. He didn't hit his thousand yards and a lot of that probably has to do with the early season injury and then just teams keying on him. But having the week off in week 18 and coming in this week, he looked super healthy. He looked like Travis Kelsey of the last five years combined. He looked totally ready. And part of that, I'm going to chalk part of it it up to Sean McDermott and that coaching staff not being able to to scheme correctly. Um, And and especially not having any linebackers at all. 
I mean, yeah, not having the playmakers, not being able to scheme properly, but also just Travis Kelsey, you look at him and the way that he was able to move, it was completely different in the game versus the Bills than it had been at any other point this season in the 17 games that he played. Or yeah, it's, the, it's the playoffs. Travis gets aimed for this stuff. Uh, he lives for this. Dude, it's it's literally just a better version of Tom Brady and Gronkowski, dude. It's 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 such a unique connection. They they know how to turn it on in the playoffs together. Pat's had some injury history in playoffs um, before, um, so Travis Kelsey knows how to shoulder it just on him on his own sometimes. Um, but Patrick Mahomes himself has another gear um, and the connection that they have is just so volatile and destructive and impressive to watch. Let's stay on the offense for one more, one more guy, Richie Rice rookie. And we know that Andy doesn't typically do well with first year receivers, whether they're rookies or not first year in this system. And they, Put him on the highway to get where he is. And I'm not going to say that Andy's going to have it right. I think this is a combination, number one, of fast tracking Rasheed, but also Rasheed's ability and tenacity and his brain. Like he's clearly a smart guy. He learned very quickly exactly what Pat expected from him and how to play within this offense. His skills, his actual ability out on the field to be able to manipulate his body, be able to catch the ball, hold on to it, and then uh, uh, yards after catch. And then I think this coaching staff did a really, really good job of fast-tracking him to be where they needed him to be because nobody else was on this team, whether they've been there for a while or not, MBS, has been able to show that they can do it where they need to be with whatever paycheck they're getting or whatever skill set they've shown in the past. I think this shows a lot of what Rasheed Rice can do moving forward um, in his career. But for this season, it's going to be hard to stop that kid, no matter who the defense is. Yeah, just wait until we get another receiver in there. That's going to be the scariest part about all this. One Rasheed more. Rice, just one more receiver. We're good. You're gonna have a three-headed beast as the we've as the uh, receiving so threat. Like I mean, we've been. I mean, Rashid's finally stopping in the zones where he needs to stop at. He's getting open, making sure Pack can see him in those times. And like Ty Bob said, he's getting those yards after catch. He is a yak monster. Get get one more guy that's a deep threat, vertical threat for him. MBS try to be at this game. Shout out two big catches. T, I don't think T Higgins to Kansas City. I, I would love T Higgins. Right I would there. like Mike Evans. You, you, Sean, you just said get another deep threat in. I don't think we need a player who's going to be a deep threat because I think Rasheed nope. can be that. Like we're we're talking about Rasheed. His forty she time can be that. He, he ran a he can, he like a but four three forty. He has one of the he had the highest vertical Sweet. in the combine. He doesn't. He doesn't need to be doing what he's doing right now. Like he could be a deep threat if we had a fucking possession receiver, dude. I did not. <laughs> Rasheed could be the possession receiver. Rasheed could be, and he could be the guy who does it all. He can be the possession receiver. He could be the guy that takes the top off. I, the way that I've seen him grow this year, I clearly didn't expect. I thought it was going to be a year two, year three guy. 
type type of player, and he was able to do it in year one. Uh, the the most impressive thing was to see him be able to run routes better progressively throughout the season. Every single week, you could see exactly what he was working on throughout the week. And one of those main things was running the route. And it got better and better and better every single week. And that's not something that you can traditionally see. It's all in the name, man. It's all in the name. Yeah, he eats rice every day. That's where I thought you were going. Let's talk about the defense real quick. Chris Jones was quiet all that night against the Bills. No. He was a force to be reckoned with all night. Granted, he wasn't getting after the quarterback like you usually expect him to, but he's the one clogging up the middle, putting his hands up, blocking down passes. He's doing stuff all game, setting himself up to go out on the edge at the end of the game and close the game out. Oh, don't get me wrong. That's what I meant. Like, that's what I meant was he wasn't getting after the quarterback, obviously doing what a traditional defensive lineman does. But as far as what we're used to from Chris Jones and being the pass rusher, he is. That's why his name wasn't being called. I mean, in the group chat, you were calling it out. uh, He was loafing around, too. He was. I I did see on some plays. Old boy was loafing around. His name was being called, though. A lot. My my favorite part about Chris Jones was him crawling uh, on the ground for that ball. A sack stat recorded. The defensive line played fairly well. Uh, they had they got a six lot of offensive linemen pretty much every single time as well. Yep, they 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 did. They had a lot of pressures. The D line plugged up the holes. They did what a traditional D line is supposed to do: plug up the holes, stop the run. Uh, eventually, they stopped that in the second half, and that was that was a beautiful thing. They stopped the run in the second half. They, they, they stopped the run. Yes, they stopped the run when it mattered. They got they got gashed in the first half. That first yeah. half, Spags had no idea what he was doing. The defensive line, like I, I was sitting there in other group chats and calling it. You know, I had some friends over. Like, drop to a knee if you're getting pushed back. Plug up the hole. That's all you have to do. Uh, D line was getting absolutely manhandled, Sean, in the first half. There, in the second half, they they finally figured out how to plug up a hole. I think they weren't. They were getting a little manhandled. They were outnumbered as well. The big thing was they weren't get sep- getting separation so they could see in the backfield to where the running back was actually making the moves at. That was the one big thing that uh, the defensive lineman, defensive line coach talked about was getting in there and moving back and forth to make sure you can see in there and see what's going on. Uh, a guy that I think hurt us that night uh, and, and probably moving forward, Willie Gay, a uh, guy who – our, easily our fastest linebacker is great at at you the QB spy. Us? I think not having hurt. him hurt and not having him hurt. Yes, absolutely. And it, depending on what his status is for the AFC Championship a, game, a that spy could, is someone no. that spies the quarterback. Thank you, Tony Romo. Do we, Sean, do you know if we have any update? I, w- I wasn't able to see anything. I know it's a neck issue, uh, but clearly large enough to hold him out for more than half the game. Yeah, I haven't seen anything yet. I know he was dealing with the same injury last week, so I think it's just a reoccurring thing that happened. Uh, Pop back up. He may be fine. Just take some time with the neck. Uh, don't mess with the neck. Very serious thing to not mess with. At least we have Drew Trink. I was going to say, guys. Um, another another position where if we have an injury, I'm okay with the backup um, that has to replace them. 
Allegretti is going to be a fine fill-in on the offensive line. Drew Tranquil is going to be a fine fill-in at linebacker. If we have to see more of Drew Tranquil, I'm not upset. If we have to see more of Leo, I'm not upset. Leo played decent. Leo Leo plays with like some fire out there. Like we, I'm not, I'm not questioning effort when Leo's on on the field, man. Like, yeah, we'll get to the preview later, but I think Leo's going to have a big impact on on this AFC Championship game. The way that he's able to to condense, uh, uh, stop the run, like he fill the gaps. Leo Leo is a guy you like to see out there when when the run game is an issue. Yeah, uh, one big thing. What's going on with our safeties always going out with concussions against the Bills? Mike Bills is not players. who I wanted to lose. No. Bro. I mean, I don't want to lose but, anybody, but like Mike. But Jamari Connor coming in, like, yeah, Mike is not the guy you want to lose. He's played great all year, but the, his fill-in, Jamari Connor, wow. He was getting after it all night long, man. The guy we've been talking about all season with the limited role that he's had to play, but when he comes in, Mark Connor, that that that's a guy I want to keep around on this on this team, man. That's a guy are we the, figure out. Are we the deepest team in the league? Are, are we just saying. like just the up and down the depth chart? Are we just like the deepest team in the league, dude? Outside a receiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh this game, this game was fun, man. Uh the Bills, uh, I think. They, they've got a lot of work to do, probably a little bit of an implosion and some setbacks coming in. Um, too what many. Do we, what do we think uh, Kadarius Tony and MVS's uh, catch rating averages in men? Three. Uh, MVS. Three. <laughs> I, I although, say, hey. I was going to say 40. 70, <laughs> talk, talk about 40. your boy. Talk about your boy, Tybo. Go ahead. MVS. What? Talk about your what? boy. It doesn't matter. I mean, talk about your still, boy. He's still that's that's back. his playoff game. That's his playoff game. That's that, that's, that's, closest that's, the closest that's, that's the closest he's going to get. That's the closest you're going to get. He's going to get to what I said. That's the closest he's going to get to the hundred yard game. However many catches he had, he went two for four for sixty two. Because the formula, we know what the formula going forward is. We know what it is. Hand the ball off to Pacheco enough times. Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey are your only two other targets. Do not do the cutesy shit. Cut out the cutesy shit with McCall Hartman at the goal line, and we're good. All right? Line it up. Stick with the formula. 13 personnel. Were you guys ever nervous for this game at any point in time through the four quarters? Absolutely not. Nervous isn't the word I would use. I'm 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 truly upset we didn't capitalize on the on the turnovers late in the game. That's yes. the only that's the only part. And I really was not even if they tied the game with that stupid field goal, I which, don't care. Which brings it up. Uh the Bills thought they had a chance if they got that field goal. They had no chance. You Josh. had you gave Patrick Mahomes what a minute and a half? Josh Allen Wait, doesn't win in overtime. He does not. Although prior prior to that game, the Bills with Josh Allen were seventeen and zero when Josh Allen didn't throw an interception. This that is Josh Allen's first loss. I'm pissed. This defense can't get the turnovers that they deserve. Like I'm I'm pissed. There there's studs across this this defense in the secondary at the linebackers, the D line, and we can't get turnovers. It makes zero sense. 
how do we feel about uh, the the two two questions I got coming? Num- number one, uh, the McCall Hardman fumble through the back of the end zone touchback. How do we feel about that rule? A lot of people have been talking about it over the last course is, of the man. year or two years. Do, do you think the it. NFL should change that rule? Maybe maybe not based upon uh, the the Chiefs game, but it, it has been talked about quite a bit over the last couple of years as being a dumb rule. What do you think? I think if they're going to change that, change it to uh, offense gets to keep the ball, but they get taken back to like the 25-yard line, 30-yard line, and it's, what, second and goal, third and goal from that point on. You can't get another first down, but you got to start that much further back. Oh, man, it's uh, it, the, the rule is what the rule is. I, I think if you're a smart football player, you don't allow that to happen. You got to know the rules of your game. It's 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 why people do that stupid out of bounds thing on on kickoff when it's close enough and you can you can be standing out of bounds and touch the ball and it it can be a a penalty or whatever. You know you got to know the game that you play. And I don't have has it been has it been brought up um, at like rule like a. Not that I'm aware of like a challenge, like to have they how they've changed over time. And not that I'm aware of like, I don't think I don't think it's that serious that it needs to be changed. I think it's just. Don't let it fucking happen. I'm I'm on both. I like I really don't care. I I don't mind the rule. I definitely don't hate it. If it doesn't change, uh, I'm fine with it. If it does change, I, I would like to go somewhere. With, with Sean's idea, uh, it happened actually earlier in the game um, against the Bills. They had fumbled and they had hit it out of bounds and then they got the 10 yard penalty or whatever it was. I don't think that should have been a penalty. You can't you can't bat, can't bat it forward. forward. Right. So my thought process is, is if you fumble and it goes forward through the end zone, then, yeah, it probably shouldn't be a touchback. If we're going to change the rules, just give them the 10 yard penalty. I also don't think that was a penalty in the game. I thought it went directly to the side. It didn't go forward at all. I'm not sure how or why they called that, but uh, I would be fine on either side. Maybe not back them up to the 25 or the 30, but definitely give them that it's 10 a, yard it's penalty. It's a Chiefs Bills game. The refs have to be present. The refs have to have some sort of effect on the game. <laughs> Too. Uh, the other, the other thing uh, I had a question of. I'm seeing it a lot on on Instagram. It's going around on TikTok. The videos are being shown on on Twitter. Podcasts are talking about it. Uh, the, a rule has to change every time that that Josh Allen loses to Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. A lot of people are now complaining about kickers and how they should no longer be involved in the game of football. What do you guys think? Why call it football anymore then? I don't you know why it was called football in the first place. You use your hands. 99% of the game. All of all of the footy footy games out there were all called football clubs back in the day. They just had different things that came before football club. That's why we call it football. Yeah. Because we think this is the best, because it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys what do you guys think about kickers? There's a lot of people who are saying kickers shouldn't be involved in the game. Uh that at least in the modern game, right? In in the past they had their time. Now they with the way the offenses are, are developing, they don't, what they are don't think it's a strategy. We, we, it's all strategy. 
What it's are we talking score. about? We ju- we're, we're literally just changing the game that we know and love. I think it's one of the dumbest takes ever. I think you're right. What I just said? Pulls- no, 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 no. Trying to remove kickers from the game. It takes yeah. away from the strategy. If you've got, take a look at the 13 second game. Kicker was super important that game. Get down in field goal range. Send us into overtime. Like there are so many opportunities to win or tie games. It, you know, just because your kicker missed, sorry, you suck. Get a dome. If you're that worried about it, get a fucking dome. Get Harrison a better Buck- kicker. Harrison Bucker had great stats this year, and he kicks it. He kicks in a wide open, windy stadium. Like, get the fuck out of here. Well, boys. When Tyler Bass goes four for four and like nobody nobody's complaining, like eat my ass, Bills fan. Coming up at the end of this weekend, we have championship games going on. It is championship weekend, folks. NFC and AFC championships. The Chiefs play the early game and Sunday. Sunday. We've got the uh actually I believe I believe that's right. The Chiefs do play. The early game at two o'clock, yes. and we've got against the Ravens in Baltimore, and then we've got the Lions who had it in the stadium. They think 49ers Lions is going to be better than Ravens Chiefs. For the five, oh, they just alternate every year. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, pick them how we did. We are all tied up. Let's go. Two weeks left, three total games. The boys are tied Comes down up. To the wire. I was down all season. Against We're the spread, down, actually, but we're still down because against the spread, we are at 138 wins, 144 losses. We have finished the season, boys, indefinitely at under 500. Hey, hey, but just right a under 500. Good year. Just <laughs> right under spread, 500. That's pretty good. Against the spread, that's take it to the bank. Uh, take not, it to I the mean, bank. We're losing money. We're losing. If we're if that's real money, we <laughs> lost. Depends on how many units you bet on certain games, but exactly. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yeah, probably. Join us back no, at the end of the week as we preview championship weekend. No, you're not. Until next time, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.